is film like milk. Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a movie has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and living next door to me with some questionable things in his basement is my good friend, David William Rogers. Hello. Satan is good. Satan is a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, we just got done watching this movie together, which we do sometimes. And mm-hmm. then, um, so I really haven't had a lot of chance to overanalyze. This is a hot take. This is a fresh take. But what is the film we are doing today? The film that we are doing is The Burbs, 1989, directed by Joe Dante. Writing credits go to Dana Olson. This stars Tom Hanks, Bruce Dern, Carrie Fisher, Rick Ducomont. I said that in French, but I, I don't think that's actually a French name. Corey Feldman, Wendy Shaw, Henry Gibson, um, Co- uh, Courtney Gaines. So a lot of people that you've probably seen in a bunch of different movies that is in this. And had you heard about this movie? I had never heard of this movie. You said, we've done a couple of Halloween movies. You said, I want to choose one. I said, don't make it too scary. You said, I got you fam. Mm -hmm. Let's watch the burbs. You actually brought a physical DVD over here, which is. I think that was the first physical DVD we watched. Yeah, because usually we're just like we go to Amazon, but this one was not even on Amazon. I think in the US, all you could only get it on Voodoo, mm-hmm. which we didn't really know what that was. The Voodoo that you do. <laughs> cultured. <laughs> all these streaming services, there's too many. But um, okay, so because I haven't seen the film, perhaps I shall do I the synopsis. I think synops. you should. Yes, okay. please. This is a very 80s movie about um, a very nosy neighborhood of only whites and uh, this new family moves in next door. They have a, a foreign last name, Klopchek, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they pretty quickly decide, the neighbors that live on this cul-de-sac, that these guys are fucking crazy. Um, to be fair, they don't really see them. The The nephew is very strange looking. He's kind of blue around the eyes. Like he's pale as shit. He looks like a little <laughs> worm man. And then in the middle of the night... Uh, his uh, Tom Hanks' son's like, I saw them digging in the backyard and then like there's weird flashing lights in the basement. So anyway, the neighbors decide to like stalk these guys. They bring their wives over to try to like mine information out of them. And basically they go out of town for a day and they like start digging up their backyard and then blah, blah, blah. No spoilers, but perhaps they weren't so far off what they thought. They had a sneaking suspicion. Yes. And they tracked it down and it paid off eventually. Yeah. But Sorry, I forgot to say they one of their neighbors goes missing mm-hmm. and they convinced that the guys have killed him. This it's essentially like two uncles, the doctor, this weird nephew, and then this other very creepy guy whose real name is Brother Theodore, I believe. Yeah, um, as his, Brother Theodore in the movie. Oh, um, that's the movie. That's not Ruben, his real name. Yeah, Ruben uh Klopek. Oh, but his real name is Theodore Gottlieb. Yeah, yeah. As brother Rubik. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. It's all coming together. Um, yeah, so kind of a weird... So film. it wasn't too scary. It wasn't scary, It wasn't too though. scary. I was definitely getting a bit freaked out. I don't like tense things. I'm a wuss. And yeah. like when they were hiding out, like they were in their house when they went there and then we knew they were coming back. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Shit's about to go down. It's about to go Carrie Fisher down. as the wife, as the voice of reason to Tom Hanks's very silly sort of slapstick performance. Mm-hmm. I will say very stylized. Yeah. Uh, there's one scene where they're like, no. And then they just like, <laughs> the camera kind of like 
goes in and out on their face in a very like silly way. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's some comedy to this as well. So I I think that part was funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's it's It's, I would say it's more of a comedy with like elements of horror than a horror, definitely like a blend of the genre, Mm -hmm. but really fun, actually very kitschy. Um, what else to say about it? It was not what I was expecting. And it made me want to never move to the suburbs ever. Because <laughs> it seems boring. Yeah. There's a, this like theme in this movie about being contained. This mm-hmm. was shot in like a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And, they never leave. Yeah. And it's like, you get nosy when you have time on your hands, right? Tom Hanks was on vacation. Mm-hmm. His, his neighbor who's nosy, a couple neighbors getting in his head, planting seeds about you know, his immediate neighbor, the Clopex, and then all kind of hell breaks loose because it just keeps snowballing in his mind that they are up to no good. So like with that free time and then being that close proximity. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I feel like it's interesting watching this film. I mean, I haven't had much time to reflect on it, maybe like 15 minutes. You know, it feels like this is a film about being afraid of others, about being afraid of outsiders because the Klopchecks, they have like, Weird accents. I mean, yeah. and as it turns out, not good, good peeps, but like they didn't know. No. Nah. They're just like, they're weird. They have weird traditions. Really weird traditions. Yeah. Like, but to be fair, like late hours, their house sure, is very uncapped like, and creepy. I don't know. I feel like in the suburbs, like you do one weird thing, you're like, I'm going to paint my house green. And they're like, this guy's a fucking yeah, killer. People freak this out. guy's a cannibal for sure. Ostracized. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. I think it's an interesting like message about like being afraid of the others. I just Googled it. Bruce Dern. He is Laura Dern's father. Did you know that? I did not know that. I was suspicious because Dern is not that common of a name. So he's, he's been in some stuff. Yeah. So Laura Dern's dad. So definitely a nepotism baby did not realize, but good for her. I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, What else about the film, David? So marriage, they make marriage seem terrible. (laughs) <laughs> Everybody's like always whinging at their wives. Not, I don't think Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher, they have like a Carol kind of. He's always like, Carol. Yeah, yeah. Carrie the, Fisher, Carol. Yeah. They're, they're a bit like bitchy at each other. I feel like every wife in this, there's, there's two wives that we really get to meet. There's Carol, played by Carrie Fisher, and then mm-hmm. there's Bonnie Rumsfeld, played by Wendy Shaw, kind of yeah. like the hot wife that lives the with the yeah. with the kind of older guy who's like clearly got some PTSD issues from war. <laughs> but yeah, unaddressed. Like, I just the way Carrie Fisher looks at Tom Hanks's character, yeah. they're they're definitely in love. But then there's a part where they're like, can he come out and play? And she's yeah. like, no. He yeah. has to stay in. <laughs> Which is funny because they're acting like little <laughs> yeah. kids, yeah. basically. And then there's another part where and they're Art like... kicks the ground. Like, yeah. yeah. And then there's another part where he's like, why don't you take your balls out of your wife's handbag? Yeah. And it's like... And then there's another part I kind of said to you where uh, Tom Hanks's character is like, do you mind giving us a minute, ladies? We need to talk. And I was like, yeah, those women with their small women brains like can't <laughs> handle it. Whatever you guys are about to discuss. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just funny. I think... In terms of marriages depicted on screen from the 80s, it's not the worst, no. obviously, but I was still a bit like the undertones. Definitely. Like, and, uh, yeah, like we'll, we'll handle this, but um, it's, you know, guys get into, get something in their head and they get fixated on it. 
and the women for the most part like the voice of reason yeah. they were the courageous ones that say like let's go over and we're have making coffee. brownies yeah. we're gonna actually go introduce ourselves yeah this is getting ridiculous yeah yeah uh also you've got some scumbag kids in the neighborhood i mean you do have uh tom hanks's son who we don't really get to see too much of no. he's just kind of the uh prop child that's like dad dave peterson <laughs> and yeah. then you've got Corey feldman um as ricky butler and obviously a lot of stuff came out about Corey feldman and abuse in hollywood which is terrible mm-hmm. but in this film if we're just looking at it he definitely plays that like scumbag kid that lives next door he's like always like playing his music too loud he's always having friends over ordering pizza i asked you at one point i was like where are his parents you're like oh i think they're on vacation or something. yeah he says it to his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. i think but yeah he's just uh kind of like an instigator mm-hmm. and he's inviting people over he's like come hey, watch got the a show date one night yeah, yeah this is better than tv and uh in a movie so it's like these the Everybody's a nosy neighbor yeah. at one point. Everybody's looking at everybody else. Yeah, judging. And then you got um, Walter, who they think was getting taken, and it was dog shitting on uh, Bruce Stern's lawn. Yeah. And they got like beef, and it's just. It is, it is funny. <laughs> and it's all over, uh, what, like you would say, like a couple, couple days, days, like yeah. a weekend, basically. It's also like, yeah, it's very like, it does remind me of almost like Hitchcock, The Birds, or like through the rear window, where it's like, just the different angles of like the same thing happening, but from different perspectives. Like you've got, you know, one guy looking out his window, seeing his neighbor getting his lawn done and being like, Oh, cool. And then another guy like judging him. It's just like interesting, the different perspective and the microcosm of what a neighborhood is. I mean, you live in a building where I'm sure, you know, some people you see like the same faces, my building characters yeah every single one of them that's why i love this movie so much because it's it's contained Mm -hmm. and you got all these characters in one place what i say they shot this on universal um i did not google it i felt like it was shot in burbank or something nearby but yeah um let me see here yeah universal studios the the burbs uh was filmed entirely at universal studios over 10 weeks in the summer of 88 mainly on the colonial street set on the back lot yeah you could kind of tell because there's one shot where um uh, Rumsfeld is sitting up on his roof and mm-hmm. they're trying to make it seem like he's the burbs, but you can clearly see some like business buildings behind yeah. him. Just, you know, to the untrained <laughs> eye, someone who doesn't live in LA, yeah. you might well, not know, but me, I was like, damn it. Like how, how cool that set would be to work on. Um, I was listening to the armchair expert today mm. and it was a Tom Hanks episode. Oh, no way. And yes, yeah, so, and he talked a lot about you know, different stuff they were working on or he's worked on and that it, it was all about the hang time. Mm. Like that's what he took most from a lot of the movies he worked on. The hang or, time with other actors yeah, and stuff? Yeah, other actors, directors, key grips, all that stuff. Just like chopping it up, shooting the shit um, with people. And he said, you know, the work is the work and we love it. But he's like, a lot of the stuff I take from movies. Um, the relationships. Yeah, yeah. The relationships and the, and the hang time while yeah. being on set. I've only worked on the one film, Sweet Girl, which was on Netflix, came out last year. But I will say, because I had no other movies to compare it to, uh, I had a great experience and I thought everyone was wonderful. And I've since spoken to a lot of people that worked on the film and also said, like, it was just a really nice environment. So I'm sure not every movie is created the same. Like, it depends on who the director is and who your castmates are, because there are some weirdos out there across the departments. Yeah. Um, So I think... I don't know. Having that chill time is is for real, and I wonder if they if they all got along on this film. I felt like there was a nice synergy. Yeah, I feel, and it's it's light. Yeah, 
So it's they probably had fun doing this. Yeah. Had you seen art before in any movies? No, I was just about to ask Rick Ducumman. How do you say yeah. his name? I think he's in Die Hard. Okay. Like as uh it's either that or he's in Ghostbusters too. And they ask him to shut off the power. So he's Canadian, which we love because mm-hmm. there's a lot of famous Canadians uh that came out oh, of He passed away at sixty two. Oh, that's sad in two thousand fifteen. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he was in Spaceballs, Spaceballs Groundhog Day. I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. Look for him. Yeah, I didn't feel like I recognized him, but Unfortunately, he was probably really big. I'm looking here in the like 90s and early 2000s, which mm. is when my brain wasn't fully formed and I didn't appreciate <laughs> good cinema. Um, so yeah, I definitely did yeah. not know him. Die Hard. He was a city worker. Okay. And he shut off the power. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Lost I just him. think he he's a definite character. Oh my God. He's right? so good on this. Yeah, he is. He's kind of like the bumbling guy. And then the whole time he's you know, he's got a wedding ring on, but you're like, where's his wife? And she shows up at the very end after his house, like, catches on fire. And she's like, Art? He's like, oh, shit, my wife's here. My wife is home. Again, with the yeah. marriage, making it seem really great. Um, obviously, one thing to note is that there's no people of color really until the very end. The detective. The detective the who end. has a few lines. Mm-hmm. But Franklin... Ah, yay, I but think. But this is a very white It film. is a very white, very white neighborhood. Yeah, I think this is like what people think of as like, you know, the Don't Worry Darling type neighborhood. I, I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah. It hasn't come, or I haven't had a chance. But um, yeah, this like homogenous, like everybody, and he even says like, I remember when everybody knew each other. Yeah. And they're talking about how great it is. But then they also talk about how well, the guy, guy down snaps. at the drugstore yeah. killed his entire family. Yeah, so with the ice pick. It's a funny... Snapped. It is a funny film in terms of like talking about the dream American suburb mm. and then being like, there's actually a lot of shit it's under the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just below the surface. But yeah, it, it it was a bit freaky. I was trying to figure out the whole time what was going on. Like, were they cannibals? Yeah. Were so they that, witches? It was cool to sit there and watch it with you because yeah. I was trying to figure out like, you know, did, is she going to laugh at this stuff? Is she going to get freaked out? You said like at one point you're like, uh, it's a little freaky. I'm like, are you just serious? Disassociate. Yeah, disassociate because it's getting a little freaky for you. And when it gets movie, tense, I go on like Instagram yeah. <laughs> or like Twitter. I try not to touch my phone when I'm watching a movie, but sometimes I just need to like have something else to Take look at. Take a little at, mental you know? break. Yeah, yeah. Look down. Check out. Yeah. But this is like, I've had conversations with people and be like, oh, like this is one of my favorite movies. So this is what I was going to ask you. Would you consider this a Halloween type movie? Because it's just yeah. not really set it's not in set any a, kind of yeah. season. It's in a it does have, They do have like leaves on the ground, yeah. but it's obviously meant to be somewhere warm because they're talking about how hot it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's got Halloween vibes. I mean, it's it's freaky. It's funny that I've never seen this movie or even heard of it. Yeah. Because Tom Hanks is a legend. I mean, it's yeah. just got such a stellar cast with Carrie and all of them but yeah i mean it's it's a freaky movie it's a fun one to watch this time of year yeah. for sure okay, i would say cool. like everyone should watch it just because well if you can find it yeah. <laughs> hit me up i'll borrow yeah. you he'll lend you a copy of it we'll just send it around the world yeah. um, one person at a time no it's fun it's a cute it's a cute scary movie um i absolutely love the doctor whose name is it's not, it's not, is it Henry Gibson? I think it is. He plays, yes, it's yeah, Henry Gibson, Dr. Werner Klopchek, Klopek. Um, He's got like such an interesting face mm-hmm. and so freaky. And he's smaller statue, but he carries some power. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, 
Yeah, it's it's just interesting. He that- was a, yeah, he was in a lot of things that I I recognized his face, which is funny that I didn't recognize Rick Ducommon, but this guy was in a lot of things, and I don't know why I know that. But like the wedding crashes he was in. I think that's where I recognized him from, to be honest, because I do like that film. But yeah, he's had quite a career like Boston Legal, just like loads of things. Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know. I think he's just got one of those faces. He's a head Nazi in the Blues Brothers. (laughs) Which is another film I haven't seen. I need to watch that. I know. Terrible. This is a great thing about doing this podcast. I know. I know. Watch the burbs on a... Tuesday night. Right. Uh, so interesting to to watch this. And, you know, it's funny when you... What was the other one we did? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And we were trying to figure out how old the adults were that had these like homes and these kids. Yeah. And at one point when we were watching this film, I was like, hey, David, I reckon they're meant to be younger than us. Like, I reckon they were meant to be like 31 with this like fully grown like 10 year old. It's just, it's just weird when I see these adults adulting and he's like... I gotta mow the lawn, or I gotta. I've got an ulcer, yeah, and you're like, I'm gonna oh. install a uh, electric garage opener uh, yeah. this weekend. You wow. see these tools, Carol's dad. Don't you just go fucking kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Your life sucks. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like people in the 80s and 90s and their 30s were f- were so much older than I feel like we are because mm. we're in our 30s, and I don't know how to do that or be an adult. All that stuff. Be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. not me. Different lifestyle in the burbs, right? Yeah. Well, that's it. I think yeah. the burbs, the burbs in the city. Did they? Did you get a sense of like where this was meant to be based outside of? Like, because the burbs, I mean, like Wisconsin has burbs. Yeah, right? the burbs can be anywhere. Yeah, right. But it's like in LA, you kind of have burbs, but everything's kind of burbs. I feel like so. Yeah, you'd have to be like so far out to be considered burbs in California in in LA. Where you kind Glendale. of cut Yeah, especially in a have a cul-de-sac like yeah. that and it's rare yeah yeah uh do, is this a movie that you recommend to people all oh, the time definitely as you can see the shirt i'm wearing mm-hmm. we'll have to get a picture of it is for the of instagrams tom hanks and all the characters from the burbs <laughs> i just i love this movie own it i recommend it to everybody <laughs> that i talk to especially around this time it's like especially people that really don't like scary movies because it can kind of get you in the mood a little bit yeah there's, um, especially there's when of, he has a dream yeah it gets a bit like freaky and you mm-hmm. don't realize it's a dream but like there's a guy with a chainsaw which i which, see on your shirt as which well which is um the texas chainsaw massacre right and then they show the little girl from the exorcist right so they're giving some nods they give some to hints, that yeah, yeah that this is meant to be scary mm-hmm. it's funny apparently this is such a cult classic because Scott was coming in and out while we were watching it. And he's like, oh, I think my co-worker has a tattoo of that guy's face. And yeah. it was the... Uh, Mark Rumsfeld. Yeah. He's got like the sniper rifle <laughs> yeah. on the roof probably. <laughs> you could definitely tell like this was, I don't know, cinema when they were kind of figuring it out still. Like what is hilarious comedy. It, yeah. it gave me like Animal House vibes or like okay. similar to the movie we did, um, Beetlejuice. Just mm. like in terms of like tone and color yeah late 80s yeah um coming into the 90s and it's just i, I love the the camera work mm-hmm. that they did in this and i'll tell you while we're watching this i love the as someone goes like off into a little monologue and then they're just staring <laughs> off into the distance and everybody's kind of either staring at that person listening to that story or they're looking off yeah. in that same direction and they do it so well in this film that it's like multiple times. And I was noticing the way that every, it's such an ensemble that they would create these like shapes. It was almost like a triangle. Like you'd have one guy on each side flanking or there was a group scene and 
Tom Hanks is sitting on the stairs and it, they kind of collect around him, but it's very natural looking. Yeah. You know, it's it feels staged, but not like over the top. It, it's just, <laughs> I don't know if I could put it into words, but it's like, like if I started telling a story, like, yeah, it was late night and I'm looking down or off into the distance as the camera slowly coming in. You know, I just, I always appreciated those scenes, especially in a movie like this where it's teetering on and off of funny and yeah, creepy. And scary. Yeah. Do you think if you suspected your neighbors of being murderers that you would investigate yourself? Um, <laughs> I, I, watching this with you right now, I was thinking like some of this stuff you couldn't do today. No. Especially, you know, me, with it, me being tinted, you know, tinted. I'd, probably, <laughs> I'd get arrested. I'd probably get shot. Oh, right? fuck. Um, it's dark, but it's true. Yeah. Welcome to America, baby. Exactly. Like when um, Corey Feldman jumped on the car, I was like, man, they lucky to light his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of shit happened. I mean, they fully blew up that guy's house mm-hmm. and the guy was interrogating him. He's got like so many burns on him and his eyes are covered. Yeah. And then, but he's like... He's not restrained. He doesn't have oh, fucking handcuffs on. Hands behind his back on the ground. And they're just like, you're going to jail. And he's just like nodding along. <laughs> and then he gets in an ambulance by himself. <laughs> so dumb. So yeah, dumb. Right this way to jail, sir. Yeah. They he's a white man. Yeah, so. they don't do that these yeah, days. No. Um, but yeah, so, the, you know, the ending, we won't spoil it, but they do end up accidentally blowing up the neighbor's house, <laughs> which is how Tom gets injured. The neighbors come home. The shitty kids in the neighborhood are like, this is great. What a great yeah. show. And uh, and the, I assume the suburbs continue on. Yeah, they, it's, life goes on. He, Tom hands it off to uh, to Corey Feldman to hold shit down. And he's like, I'm going on vacation. Yeah. It's like, you watch over the neighborhood. <laughs> they didn't really need to watch over the neighborhood, did they? They just need to live their lives. Although, I mean, I mean, they like, I mean, I, I feel like I have to spoil this a little bit, but they found out. Dirty shit going on, right? Yeah. In their neighborhood. We could just spoil it. If you if yeah. you don't want to know the spoiler, just skip the next just, couple of minutes. Yeah, but yeah. basically what happens is they think they the dog digs up a femur. And so that's what gets them even more suspicious. And then they decide to break into their house. They dig up the backyard. They don't find anything. They go into the basement. They don't find anything. Um, and then, yeah, Tom Hanks like puts himself in an ambulance. He's like, I just want to go to the hospital. And then the doctor gets in and tries to like fucking kill him. And then he's like, you must have found the skull. And he's like, what? And then they fight. Because they didn't look in inside the, furnace. the furnace. They went down there. They're digging in the backyard. They go in the basement yeah. where all the noise is coming from. And that's the funny part that they never once looked in the furnace. In the obvious and he's place. like, I want my skull back or maybe I'll take yours. Yeah. And then they yeah. fight. They, the gurney falls out of the ambulance. It knocks into the car. The boot pops open mm-hmm. and they open up and, and find the trunk. Just yeah. so many skeletons. <laughs> How many? Two. I mean, so it turns out they killed the previous neighbors, yeah, but were they just the going maps. around from house to house killing people? Killing people are probably, you know. Taking over. Taking people and taking them in their basement and burning them up or probably doing weird, because he's a doctor, they're probably doing weird experiments on people. I guess that you is know? sort of a, yeah, it was creepy anyway. Yeah. I mean, the bones looked very fake. Yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way. I just love the the weird music you know yeah. piano when something like that happens and they're zooming in quick and zooming out <laughs> quick on the ball and stuff like that 
it's just I, I just love this movie I enjoy it every time I watch it okay. you know? yeah I mean yeah. it's it's funny like watching it I was like there's not really that many problematic things outside of what we've covered which mm-hmm. is lack of diversity yeah. being afraid of outsiders and I, I have to give that movie props because there are a lot of times where we watch movies from this time period and we're like can't say that don't don't no don't yeah, do they that they navigated it pretty respectfully yeah I would say and just they made a it was just characters people living their life and some in multiple situations were just having a domino effect to like push Tom Hanks and his neighbors over the edge (laughs) (laughs) tries to tries to fight his neighbor Art because he's like you dragged me into this yeah yeah it's it's a it's a good ensemble I will say the only thing is maybe uh, the over-sexualization of Rumsfeld's wife yeah. a little bit. Yeah. She's kind of a, portrayed as a silly, slutty character. She's wearing like basically like some kind of weird gardening outfit that's also undies kind of. <laughs> kind of boobs out. And yeah. then the neighbor kid, Corey Feldman's like, I see you got no tan lines. That, it's like a bit creepy. Yeah, I don't think she played it like ditzy no, or dumb though. No. She was just like the hot neighbor. Yeah, maybe a little spacey. Yeah. Married to the guy that's so much older than her. Yeah. And clearly got PTSD. He keeps talking about being in the bushes in the and bush like, you know, in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Snap like, your neck. All right. We get it. You're a Vietnam vet <sighs> with some, yeah, some serious PTSD. You should probably get in therapy like tomorrow. <laughs> they didn't believe but in therapy in the 80s. So. It's, it, it, another aspect about this movie is like the, like you're saying, people in your building or my building, the characters. Yeah. And it's not far off. It's not like it was super elevated or outside of what people every in their everyday lives are like, right? Yeah. You got the guy who is just, you know, showing up at your house, eating all your food. Yeah, that was always so instigating, weird. talking crazy. Did, like, does anyone show up to your house and eat food out of your fridge? No, no, I'd, that'd I'd be slap weird. Somebody's hand, but I mean, if you're that tight with somebody and like, no, I've, we've seen this in other movies, and I've been like, that's weird. I, I've told yeah. you, like my grandmother was like a formal acquaintance, you know, and I will never forget being a teenager after having not lived, you know, I lived in Asia, so we didn't see her that often. And I will never forget being like 13 or 14. And my dad took me on a trip, you know, hadn't seen her in years. And he just walks into her house, like lets himself in. She's like, (laughs) hi, you know, and then he just goes to the fridge and starts making himself a sandwich. And I'm like, we are in the strangest home. (laughs) But like he... If we were neighbors, I'd, I'd like do it to you if I was over here all the time. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I might not just make food, but I'd be like, I'd maybe I mean, just go in your fridge, grab something to drink. I feel drink. like you would be like, hey, yeah, the drinks is different. Yeah. We have an open drink policy yeah, and so do yeah. you. I've been to your house and been like, hey, I'm going to drink this seltzer. Is that cool? And yeah. you're like, yeah, of course. But still, I think I would say something. Yeah. The neighbor just goes into the fridge, comes out with a fucking pineapple. Like, what but that's what I'm saying. He's, he's there all the time. Yeah. And that's what's kind of funny, too, because it's like... um they never really grew up and they touch on it when he's like, yeah. can they come out and play? Yeah. It's like that neighborhood friend yeah. that's always at your house. It's not like a friendship. It's like a proximity thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he but, just lives next door. Yeah. And he's always over here. Like yeah. I had kids at my house that were just sure. always over at our house. Yeah. Right. And, it, and that's, that's kind of the funny. Carrie Fisher's character just kind of accepts it. Like she's sitting at the coffee or at the kitchen table, like in her PJs and he's just eating and then Tom Hanks leaves and she's just with him like having a coffee like this is my life basically (laughs) I mean it's kind of charming in some ways the idea of having a a group of friends that That you know our friends are tied like that yeah yeah. but we don't live exactly next door we live a few streets over from. could you do a cul-de-sac if it was all of us 
oh, if it was all of us, yeah. 100%, we yeah. would have the best time. I just <laughs> wouldn't want to be in the burbs burbs. Like it would have to be West Hollywood or somewhere, yeah. you know, close to the action. I, I could do like the Valley or something. Yes, if my best, best friends were all there. Because those are the only people I want to hang out with anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it would be not my first choice to move to like, you know, like I wouldn't want to move 45 minutes from action, the action in any city. Same. Or an hour. Because then you, you know. might as might as well not be in that city there anyways. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else that you want to discuss? I think this is just a fun film. Yeah, this is just a fun film. It's a cult I, classic kind of. It, a cult great. classic you've never heard of or I've never heard of. Um, one thing we did mention that Tom Hanks through all his acting has so many like lanes and like mm-hmm. weird occurrences. So he's after that, he has that dream. They mm-hmm. cut to like a freaky ass dream. They cut to him watching Mr. Rogers. Yep. And I was like, and he played he Mr. Played Rogers. Him. Yeah. And, and then, then I said something about Pinocchio mm-hmm. and you're and like, got oh, a Pinocchio you- movie coming <laughs> yeah. out soon on Disney. It's, it's very metal. I mean, he's just had such a crazy career. That there's just too many. It's like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, if you've ever yeah. heard of that game. Mm-hmm. But it's like the seven degrees of what Tom Hanks has Tom done. Tom Hanks' life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think... Yeah, there's not really much to say about it. It is a fun Halloween movie. This month, we're keeping all the episodes, you know, nice and tight. Because we know mm-hmm. you're out there making pumpkin pie and, you know, you're busy. But we should uh, we should give a shout out to someone in yes, the cast or crew. Do you want to go? Yeah. I was going to shout out Bill George. Um, or William George, he was the art director, which I thought, you know, to your point, this very much felt claustrophobic. I thought each house had its like unique personalities. Like the Klopchek's house was very dusty and weird as we come to find out. There's a reason. Um, Walter's house was very like fussy and old manny. And then we didn't really go inside Rumsville's house, but Tom Hanks's house, we went inside and it was just very much like kind of a cluttered family house. So I thought they did a great job. Um, this guy, Bill, was also he, – he's done a lot of different things. He looks like he's in visual effects now too. He's the visual effects supervisor and guidance of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is coming out in 2022. Ooh. Bill and Ted's Face the Music, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. So that's all VFX, which is very cool. Art department, he only did three things. He did Profit. He did Star Trek First Contact. Uh, and then he did the Ewok Adventure. So he must have been – that was art department. Art director, he only did two. The Burbs – and Ewok, the battle for Endor. So he's been out about doing things. So Bill, for your contribution to this film and to all the other films, uh, we see you and we appreciate you. We see you you and we appreciate you. Who you you got? All right. I went Michael D. O'Shea and cinematographer and camera and electric department. So he's the camera operator. Okay. Because the camera you loved in this. I loved it. Yeah. Um, And he worked on Spaceballs, Mm -hmm. which is – Top three for me. <laughs> Such a good film. Uh, yeah. And he's got 31 credits um, as a cinematographer and like 47 in the camera and electrical. Wow. So yeah, he's been around Hollywood. He was born in LA and he's just been doing it. And so Michael D'Ache, I love those, you know, those shots are rushing in yeah. and Tom Hanks is screaming you, over like, a femur and then pulling back. Yeah, yeah. Or sliding over to perfectly frame Tom's face between like some banisters. That's great. <laughs> it's so we good. It. There we see you and we appreciate we see you. And we appreciate you. Well, David, I think I can guess what you're going to say, but do you think this film aged like milk? Yay or nay? I think this movie held up very, very well. Mm-hmm. It's not like, 
Tom Hanks eating a sardine and <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> David was gagging. He eats a sardine on a pretzel, and you were not having a good time. No, it's uh, I can't even think about it. Right? I'm jumping right back into it. It's so gross. That's the acting for you. Just yeah. like put yourself in the situation. Exactly. See, I can handle it. I mean, it's gross, but I. But you know what? As well, we should shout out the sound department yeah. in this movie because. The squelchiness of it was too real. It was so on point. It was yeah. so, and it was long and protract. Yeah. I feel like that was a little <laughs> joke that it was so squelchy and long, too much. Yeah, but I mean, we had a reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, we right? laughed. Yeah, yeah. So um, now this movie has just been like I'd watch it if it was on TV, like that type of thing. I've probably seen this over ten times wow, now. Okay. Yeah. I own it on DVD, wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, All the gear. Yeah. And I just, I love this movie. I love Tom Hanks. Uh, this probably would have been so much fun to work on as oh, yeah. an actor. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, on and that the whole lot. crew, I bet. Yeah. yeah. And it's just uh, like all around, just a, a funny, creepy movie. I just, I wish they made more, or I wish I knew of movies that were like this that were made today. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if there's a feature on like IMDb or something. If it's like, if you, you know how sometimes where it's like, oh, you're looking up this person. Did you also want to look up this person? Yeah. There should be. Like this movie, you yeah, should be also like Kind of like a, the color wheel. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, <laughs> yellow and orange are next to each other. Yeah. Like, oh, you liked the burbs. Maybe you'll like E.T. Uh, That's a good idea. Something. Yeah, we yeah. should do it. Someone should do it. Someone should do it. We don't have time for it. Yeah. Um, what say you? I think it held up. I mean, it's my first time viewing it. Uh, you know. I had, uh, we mentioned the problems, but I think it's a good film. Nothing really too offensive. It's very, um, you know, it is very late eighties cause there's no internet. There's no, you know, technology. The cars look like shit, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody seems pretty happy yeah. uh, except for the murdered people. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you too, mm-hmm. like about story. So not, not a lot happens not right lot happens. to start yeah. in the beginning, which I think is okay yeah. for this. Yeah. yeah. I think this now would be pitched as a, contained com- horror comedy which i think is popular you know studios love to or in- filmmakers now love to throw together genres so it's like oh you've got a western sci-fi that's yeah. like westworld you know mm-hmm. oh you've got a uh yeah a comedy horror that would be like Shaun of the dead you know things like that so yeah i i think it works i do like that it's a very simple story i like that it's 140 minutes or an, an hour, yeah, 40. hour 40 yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always nice when yeah. you can kind of get through it. Because I think sometimes now films are like trying too hard. They're like two, three hour runtime. Keep time. dragging on. No. I yeah. Th- I feel like they didn't get out, guys. It was paced well. Yeah. And they packed a lot in yeah. on the character side. That's good. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought this to my attention. And uh, I think if you're feeling it for this Halloween, you should definitely check it out. Because there are a lot of options. But I think some people see the same movies year after year. And this is sort of like a slightly screwball, odd choice. And I, I yeah, liked it. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing it to me. Of thanks course. for watching it with me. Yeah. I was honestly expecting it to be a lot worse because you were like, we should watch this one together. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? Like someone's going to get uh, murdered. Uh, I, I wasn't going to put Throw you in that deep end. Like, make you watch like a Horizon or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> the Ring or yeah. I don't know. Quiet so, Place. Where you're, you're standing on the table yeah we're watching it oh my god this is an easy one for people that maybe a little scared yeah it's just got a little spice to it yeah a little spice yeah Yeah. um well thank you for bringing it to me um and you know loving this halloween streak we've got Mm -hmm. a couple more um stay posted and you should go ahead and check your fridge make sure that milk ain't spoiled gross milk is gross that is our show goodbye peace